What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, another week of hot topics and debate. Uh, this week, we actually do have some hot topics and debate. And I want to preface a lot of this conversation by saying that we all need to be nicer to each other. I think that goes without saying, but uh, there's been some community drama. The last, definitely in the last week, you could argue the last couple of. Um, it stems from the fact that SDS is starting to make some things no-sell. And the community has portions of people who agree, portions who disagree. And as is always what happens when people disagree, everyone's buttonheads. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. That's what the episode's about. But then we're just going to also talk about the direction that it looks like SDS is going philosophically. And no, I'm not sitting here saying SDS is becoming Madden. It would take a lot more than what they've done thus far to become that. But some of the steps they've taken are certainly different than what they've tried to do in the past. I'm going to try to stay as down the middle with this as possible because I don't want to alienate anybody. I don't want to try to speak like I am holier than thou and that because I can acquire these things, I have this opinion versus this opinion. Like it, We're going to try to be fair and neutral here because you guys know, people who are longtime listeners, thank you for coming back. Um, I shoot everybody straight. If I don't like something, I will tell you. If I love it, I will tell you. So I'm going to try to be as fair as possible here and give objectively both sides of the conversation because I think that's ultimately what we should be doing. This is not a slight to any content creator in particular. I like most MLB The Show content creators. But there are people who are taking hardline stances, whether that be in streams or on YouTube, and they have the right to give their opinion. But I think... To say one way is right and the other way is wrong defeats the purpose of civil discourse. Right? So let's let's just give both sides of the situation in this podcast. I will give you a little bit of my opinion, but I'm going to try to stay down the line. And then I want you guys to let me know in the comments. What do we think? I do not want you to fight in the comments. If I see anybody fighting, I'm going to call the principal. You'll go straight to the principal's office. You're skipping lunch. You don't get recess. You go right to the principal's office, okay? I want everyone to remain civil. Um, I think it is best to just jump in. Now, at points during this conversation, I might be grinding tops now moments in the background. Don't pay attention to that. We're talking here. But I just need to keep the train moving a little bit. I got some grinding to do. I'm about to be away for a couple weekends. Um, consecutive weekends. I'll be back during the week, but consecutive weekends for work and other obligations, so I gotta grind now. But that's neither here nor there. Here we go. So, let's start with Battle Royale. The new BR program dropped on Thursday, Tuesday, not Thursday, Tuesday, last week, uh, the day of the last episode. Evan Longoria, Justin Verlander, and Frank Thomas are the new bosses. Pretty spicy. I think Longoria is clearly the number three. I think Verlander versus Big Hurt is... 1A, 1B, your personal preference. I took Verlander. Uh, I went 12-1 and one and then had another 9-win run. So that really helped me progress through the program quickly. Now, because I got through it so quickly, in the past I'd be like, oh, let's sell this card and buy it back cheaper. You can't do that no more. 
If you get the BR reward, the flawless program reward, through the program, it is no sell. If you go flawless, you can do whatever you want with it. You can sell it, you can keep it, don't give a shit. There are opinions on making this no sell. There's one side of the community, again, not choosing sides, not saying if it's right or wrong. Going flawless is arguably the hardest thing to do in MLB The Show. I've said that many times. To win 12 games in a row on All-Star is hard enough. Then you deal with the RNG that comes in Battle Royale. Then you deal with connections and latency issues and live series bronzes and silver. Like, there's a lot of crap that goes into going flawless. Going 12-0 is hard. There is one portion of the community... The people who can go flawless consistently. I do not associate myself with those people, by the way. I, I have gone flawless three times this year. I can rip off a 12-1 run. I do not consider myself a BR wizard. I want to make that abundantly clear. I do not call myself an incredibly competitive player. I'm a good player. I'm an above-average player. I don't think I'm excellent. There's that portion of the community that thinks BR rewards, or flaw if you go flawless, let me say it that way, if you go flawless, you should be rewarded handsomely. I don't disagree with that. There's the other half of the community that believes all cards should be accessible. I also don't disagree with that. I think, um, I know I call out, not call out, that's the wrong word. Um, mention Daddy Dimu a lot. Big fan of his, you guys know that. I think most people are. He, in my opinion, put this best. So shout out to Demo. I'm sorry I'm stealing your opinion, but I really like it. Both the competitive community and the, I don't want to say casual, because people who are much better than quote-unquote casual, which I, I know people don't like that word, it is hard to go flawless. You can be a really good player and still never go flawless. But there's the flawless community and the non-flawless community. Let's divide them that way. Flawless and non-flawless. Both should be able to have their way here. For the longest time, SDS has catered to the non-competitive community. And when I say competitive, I don't mean not good versus good. I mean like the uber esports community that, S that, that MLB The Show could have and is starting to have versus people who just are good at the game, play for fun. Of course, they want to win and they're capable of it, but they're not going out here on Legend and hitting 25 runs every game. That's the, I hope that delineation is clear here. For the longest time, they've catered to the every man or every woman, the every person. And that makes total sense. It's a game for millions of people. But you all, the, 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 the incredibly competitive community does, I'll admit this, bring a lot of eyes to the game. These are the people potentially who are streaming it, who are playing in tournaments for big money, who are the ones joining or creating or becoming part of esports teams. For the longest time, SDS has failed in a large way to give that community viable perks. And I think most of us can agree with that. For example, we've talked about this before. If you reach a thousand in ranked seasons, SDS is like, oh, guys, don't worry. We finally gave you what you wanted. A cool icon. Like... That shows you how out of touch they are with the competitive community. Because that's ridiculous. I think... I'm in the business of appeasing as many people as possible. 
You could say that means I'm soft. I don't think that's what that means. But I'm in the business of appeasing as many people as possible. Because why can't we all be happy? Why can't we all have nice things? I do believe the program has taken some of the oomph out of the flawless cards. I think instead of making this pack no sell, which I again I understand why they did it. They want to they want to make 12 and 0 quote unquote worth it to the people who can do it. I get the thinking. But instead of doing that, why don't they just actually finally start giving stub vouchers to the people who accomplish good things? I don't know what the correct amount would be. 100,000 stubs? 150,000 stubs? Something like that. If you go flawless, you get the pack, you get the 12-win card, and you get a stub voucher. Because the issue with making this no-sell is not only that stubs are very hard to come by this year, and that's the end of the conversation that we're going to have later on. I alluded to, like, the philosophy changes. That's part of it. Let's say I reach this in the program. I knew I wanted Justin Verlander. I love Justin Verlander. I was never going to backtrack from Justin Verlander. So it's not a problem for me. But let's say Timmy Two Shoes. Yeah, that's his name. Timmy Two Shoes. He lives on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in 1918. Let's say Timmy Two Shoes reaches this round. It's like, oh, Evan Longoria is kind of neat. We don't often get 99s of him. I'm going to take Evan Longoria. Let's say after three ranked games, he's hitting 0 for 12 with 10 strikeouts. You could argue it's, a, it's an issue with gameplay. However, <laughs> maybe he wants to switch to Frank Thomas. Maybe he wants the pitcher. Because it's no-sell, you can't even swap and choose the other person. Not everybody is in this to just, like, make maximum profit off stubs. So the ability, or the inability, rather, to be able to swap to a different boss if I don't like the one I chose, that's not great. That kind of stinks. You immediately pigeonhole yourself. There is, of course, always the argument on the other side where you can be like, well, you should, you know, make the right choice. Know who you want. There are first-time players to this game every year, guys and girls. It's not that simple. There are youngsters, 10, 11, 12 years old, who play this game. I know they're kids, but they should be able to have the option. I understand the, the, the thought process here of SDS trying to create value for its competitive community, or its BR community, however you want to call it. <laughs> I am not against making changes in that way if they're well thought out. By seeing both sides of the fence here, I just wish they would have done something different, or communicated why they decided to make it no-sell. There's been no communication. The program came out, it was no-sell. SDS wasn't like, oh, here's why. SDS wasn't like, hey, surprise, we're making a change. Nothing. Zero communication. SDS's communication this year has largely been very good. It's been a huge improvement from last year. This year's communication has been bad. Now, this no-sell followed up a few days prior when the second-ranked season came out. We're going to go to the program here. I have not played a lot of ranked yet, as you can see. The World Series program cards are also no-sell. Ian Kinsler, 
Nolan Ryan, Stan Musial. I understand this more. I hate this less. A couple reasons. Reaching World Series is very difficult, just like BR. But there are multiple ways to earn... You can earn this pack three times if you play Ranked Seasons, if you play Co-op, and if you make World Series. So at the worst, if you play enough, you're getting two of these packs. That makes it better for me. The prices of these cards in the first Ranked Season, or Solo Ranked, whatever the fuck we call it now, the prices of those cards cratered within like seven to ten days. At the end of the first season, you could get Lou Gehrig, Gunnar Henderson, and the third World Series boss, I'm sorry, I forgot who it was, for like 35k. That's real cheap. Now this ranked season has only been out for a week, but they're still holding pretty strong. Nolan Ryan is 265,000. By removing cards on the market, you're creating more value for these cards. I hope people understand the distinction and the difference fundamentally between No Cell Ranked and No Cell BR. No Cell BR, you get at one time, you can't switch. No Cell Ranked, you play enough, you can get it twice. And Ranked is not a stub-making method. There are like a handful of people who can get to World Series the night a new season drops, but generally speaking, it's a week or two week process because Ranked makes you want to pull your hair out. You play a game here, two games here, whatever. Battle Royale, yeah, it's frustrating, but you can grind that fast. I got Justin Verlander in two days. Again, I had good runs. I understand that I was able to go 12-1, and one, and then I think I went 9-2, and two, or 10-2, and two, whatever it was. That helped. But it is a very easy program to grind. Ants does it every time a new program comes out. Shout out to Ants. He will stream until he finishes the BR program, or at least gets the 100-point reward. And he can do it in, what, like six, seven, eight hours. It's very impressive, and I can't believe he does it, but he can. This brings me to the fundamental conversation of SDS's approach to things this year. And this is where I'm going to start grinding some moments in the background, so I'm going to drop the game audio down, just so people on YouTube don't have their eyes bleed listen to me yelling over it. Um, hold on, I can't find tops now. There we go. So... We know that there is new content this year, or new ways of delivering content this year. I am all for the new ways of delivering content. You guys saw last week's video. I love sets and seasons. I truly do. I truly love sets and seasons. But the shift they've made by releasing so much rapid-fire content, in my opinion, and I've had discussions about this in uh, my group chat with friends who play the game. They're making it very hard. SDS, they're making it very hard to get stubs. They are removing the high-value packs from Conquest, from Team Affinity programs. They're more expensive on the market. This is just anecdotal, and I guess it affects everybody differently. I feel like this is the worst pack luck I've ever had. They are bone dry. Now, of course, I can't really use that 
because everybody has different pack luck. I know there's some of you in comments right now. I've pulled 34 Mike Trouts this year. Good for you. Pack luck largely is bad for me. There is no value in packs. Ballin' is a habits. We make fun of them, call them ballin' is a golds. They are actually horrible. I'd be stunned and thrilled to get two golds in a pack this year, let alone one diamond. SDS is very concerned, it seems like, with keeping those really good cards, those 98s, 99s, mostly 99s, valuable. 100k plus. Last year, I think they released so many packs, or free packs, that the market was just so cheap and so accessible. I don't consider that a problem. Of course, I want the cards, so that's why I'd prefer them to be cheaper. But it opens up the accessibility door where everybody can get their favorite players and get their favorite cards and use them. Now, there is certainly an argument that not everybody should be entitled to every single card. Or at least be handed out a card for free that others try to go flawless or make World Series to work for to get. I'm not in the handouts business, and I'm not in the everyone gets a trophy business. But I think there's something to be said for accessibility, where Derek Jeter is a new legend this year. Maybe he's not the best example, but just go with it. Derek Jeter is a new legend this year. Derek Jeter probably encouraged some fans to buy the game for the first time, and Derek Jeter could be very difficult to get. That's what I'm saying. Creating accessibility to these games is important because they are for everybody. They're rated E for everyone, I'm pretty sure, if they still use that rating system. Um, to call the competitive community the 1% is probably inaccurate because it's probably the 0.05% because of how hard this game can be at the highest level. I am not in favor of paywalls for video games that have, you know, weekly content like this. I don't play Madden. But all I ever hear about people talking about Madden is complaining, rightfully so, that to have the best team possible, you have to spend actual dollars, and not just a few of them, several of them. I pray that MLB The Show never goes that route, because they are universally applauded every year for not being that game. For being the game that any human being can just pick up and have a good team. Especially this year, with the way they're doing all the 99s so quickly. By the way, I just struck out three batters in a row really simply on the first try. I hope everybody saw that documentation that I just did that. SDS going down the route of Madden, or maybe is FIFA pay to win? I don't know. But going down that route would be a huge philosophical shift for the company for a game that prides itself and even uses it. For Grind 99, they use it as a motto. As a rallying cry. The game can still be grind 99. But it's very evident that not all 99s are created equal. Go look at 99 G-Man Choi. And then go look at 99 Mickey Mantle. This is no hate to former Yankee legend G-Man Choi. Who seems like a fine fella. And he's a lot of fun. But that Mickey Mantle card blows the dick off of that G-Man Choi. And it's not close. By paywalling, and I'm not necessarily saying Mickey Mantle's a paywall. I know he's very expensive, but like, that's just an example. But by paywalling those top 
top cards, you do eliminate the ability for people to level the playing field. I'm all about access here. I also, I, I cannot reiterate this enough. I really am not trying to take a side. I wish both sides could be happy here, and I think there's an avenue to make both sides happy. The top players should be rewarded. Handsomely. It's hard to go flawless. It's hard to make World Series. Give us stub vouchers when we get there. I don't know why that's difficult. I know stubs equal money in the world of SDS. They equal credit card transactions. I get it. But at some point, you gotta, you gotta start making people happier with doing the hardest things you've put into the game. The other alternative here, talking specifically about ranked, because BR will forever be what VR is. What BR is, excuse me. It's time to give us a true competitive mode. A weekend league is the one thing that they should take from Madden. That would be truly competitive. That would make ranked just another game mode like events or BR. But a weekend league would be where the best of the best go every single week to compete for stubs, maybe money. There would be no card rewards involved. It would be for competitive folks. SDS and MLB The Show are getting into esports. We talked about it before. Kreiner, shout out to Kreiner, fan of the show, has been a guest before, is making huge waves as a young, talented, competitive esports player and it will be the show. There are others who are going to join him and others who already might have, and I forgive my or forgive you guys if I forgot if you've done so. But you know what I'm getting at here. If we're going to make the truly competitive esports jump, it's time to have a competitive mode that's not ranked seasons. It's that simple. It truly is that simple. I, I think there is a way here for everybody to be happy, and I hate that the community is at each other's throats for the way we have opinions on these things. Everybody sees life differently. That doesn't mean we have to hate each other. And guys, at the end of the day, it's a video game. I understand some people make a living off this game. It's their livelihoods. I just got monetized on YouTube. I'm not trying to make a living out of it, but like, hey, I get it. I make content. At the end of the day, it's just a video game, even if it is a, a, a means of, of livelihood for folks. Can we all just get along kumbaya with me for a hot second we're allowed to have differing opinions we all at the end of the day play this game and hopefully love this game so guys i'm gonna end the episode here this was a solid 20-ish minute rundown of of the state of no cell rewards and stubs right now i'm actually look at look at me in the face right now look at me in the face right now look, look at look at my eyes Stop yelling at each other. Stop subtweeting each other. Just play the game. Keep your opinions to yourself. Unless you're ready to have a civil, logical conversation. Because that is the only way we can make advancements, is by actually speaking like human beings to each other. So with that, that applies to life too. But with that, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I do apologize if this came across as preachy or luxury. I understand that I make content and a lot of my content is borderline educational, hopefully. So there is some level of professing in my videos, but I, I never try to act like the smartest person in the room. I think that's a lot of our problems that we all think we're the smartest person in the room. 
So if, if I did sound like that just now, I do apologize. It wasn't my intent. But I was simply trying to give the lay of the land what each side is seeing right now with the way rewards are working. But otherwise, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be civil in the comments. I will call you out if you're not. But thank you guys so much. Best of luck in your grinding. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the show. I'll see you guys next week.